Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider High School Football Schedule Show. Uh, Mitch, on this uh, beautiful April 14th Friday, uh, we woke up to new schedules across the state of Iowa uh, for this coming fall season. And uh, obviously with, uh, you know, a lot of spring games going on at the college level tomorrow, a uh, great time to roll out and have a discussion on uh, our teams in the area here that we enjoy covering and, uh, you know, they reclassified some things as far as enrollments. So a few changes on here, but we just want to take a little time to, you know, pump up football a little bit. I know it's it's off in the distance here a little bit, but before you know it, uh, we'll be preparing for the season. We we even talked to a couple coaches or had some insights from a couple coaches earlier this morning. And, you know, some, some coaches pleased with the schedule, some others, you know, uh, understand why they got reclassified and are a little disappointed uh, with the draw they got but you know that that's football and you know I think we're still going to see a lot of the the rivalries and matchups that we've seen in the past years it's just with their the redistricting um, and reclassification you're going to have uh, some games and some teams that aren't familiar with some of the opponents that they're going to play and yep. it's just going to have to be something that you're going to have to get accustomed to uh, obviously the schedule came out for this year and next year um, schedules are pretty much the exact same you just flip the home and away mm -hmm. uh, for that so you know you'll you have to get familiar with the team uh, if it's the first time playing with them because you're gonna have to play against them next year as well too so kind of uh, you know especially we'll, we'll talk in instance for for West to familiarize yourself with like the Spencers and the other teams that are going to be Lamar's and that'll be in 4A. Uh, you have to familiarize yourself with because you're not going to play um, so much in a in a 5A conference anymore. You're going to uh, drop yourself down and you know uh, another team that kind of moved up uh, in Lawton Bronson. You're yeah. not playing against your familiar teams in, in Class yeah. A anymore. You're playing Bottom against new film to watch. Yes, so. uh, and and I think they're they're one of the ones that got more of a tougher schedule mm -hmm. uh, the, their first time in. But we'll go straight up from 1A to 5A, and we'll start off in in Woodbury Central. Uh, you know, I think they had a good year as anyone yeah. in, in 1A. Uh, went all the way to the state tournament, lost in the, in the first round up at state uh, to a, a very good team. And, uh, you know, they, they return a lot. They do lose a lot. Uh, but I think Clunder and, and McGill, um, you know, have enough to carry this team. Uh, you look at their schedule, they open up with uh, the, the battle against Lawton Bronson. This um, is at Lawton Bronson this year. Uh, last year the game was really ugly. I mean, mm -hmm. I, they controlled tempo from, from the jump. And, uh, you know, you look at their schedule, it's pretty favorable. Uh, the, the game that sticks out to me is their second-to-last game on October 6th against Tri-Center. That's yeah, always been a game, always a game. For, for them. I think they won last year by two, 36-34. Mm -hmm. The year before that, they lost by three. Um, it's gonna, that's going to be a game to where I think they give them their biggest fight. Um, and they kind of, I think for me, as it sits right now, a lot of teams did get better. Um, you look at uh, some of these other teams uh, that have some, some really good play up front, but I think that's the, the game that takes this team from a one-loss team to an undefeated team, depending on how the coin flip and everything goes uh, for that game. But should be another great year for Woodbury Central. I know the, the seniors that were juniors last year, they got a little bit of a taste of it uh, going up to the, the state tournament again. They're going to be hungry and ready to go again. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think in all for – for District 8 in, in Class A, I think Woodbury Central's got the, the the king of the crop right there. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Drew Clunder at quarterback is, I mean, he's extremely talented. We saw him play two, three times last fall, 
in person and he can really whistle the football and McGill at receiver it's you know they'll be looking for that secondary receiver because he's going to draw a lot of attention so anxious to see what they do as a coaching staff um, to continue to get McGill enough touches yeah and you I think you want to keep obviously McGill was a great wide out last year and gonna have to be that again this year it's going to be who they who can they get in the backfield that's going to replace his brother yeah Max. and Max yeah. and you know yeah. I, he he Who's took off a, to off to play at Iowa Western yeah he so. took a lot of the workload for this yeah. this team last year and ran for yeah. over a thousand yards and it's gonna that's a it's hard to replace with an underclassman, yeah. especially with how physically he was running the ball. So it'll be interesting to see what they put at, at tailback next year. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, like you said, again, a favorable schedule. We'll go to a team that they uh, will play the first game in Lawton-Bronson, moving up to, to 1A here. Lawton-Bronson, uh, you know, they got, I think, three key guys that return for them on the offensive side of the ball, yeah. all getting um, decent looks at, at the, the collegiate level. They obviously their big game against uh, Woodbury Central in the beginning. They got a really tough schedule. They have to go to West Lyon, to West Sioux, and at um, OABCIG, a team that's going to struggle a little bit this year. Um, but a lot of their, their road games are against top competition. Um, I don't think it was a, a very good draw for them in, the, in their first year uh, moving up. But, uh, you know, those three are definitely going to have to carry it for them yeah, you, you got to play the hand you're dealt. And, uh, I mean, if anything, um, they're going to be able to score the football. And they got a quarterback back in Braden Heiss, um, be a senior quarterback this fall, 23 touchdowns last year. And they have two of the most dynamic wide receivers in the Siouxland area. Um, in junior, Loudon Grimsley, be a junior this fall, uh, 601 yards receiving, eight touchdowns last year. And wide receiver senior Caleb Garnan, 714 yards receiving and seven touchdowns uh, last year. So the real thing is they they got to cinch up the defense on that side of the football. Um, their game on offense can travel, and you know, like I say, scoring points isn't going to be a problem. You got to get stops though, Mitch, and, and, uh, and that's going to keep them in games. That was really their their main focus last year. That that kind of got away from them because. We went to a couple games where, you know, the, the it would took one play on offense for them to get sparked and going. Um, but it just – it seemed like uh, teams, especially in the run game, could run up and down the field against them last year. So that's something you're going to have to sure up uh, this year. I think, you know, the your front seven yeah. um, are going to have to play a huge part in, in limiting this uh, – the attack. Because you look at some of the teams that they're going to play – that are they got some big boys up front and they like to run the ball. West Lyon, Sioux Central, West Sioux, Hinton last year. I mean they lose their running back. Um, mm-hmm. Ridgeview not so much. Uh, you know OABCIG uh, usually a pretty dominant running team. Uh, obviously Dejean's not there anymore, but um, you know you would think that they they keep their identity. So stopping the runs going to be huge for them. Um, but you know you talk about in, in Grimsley. You know we saw a couple times where kickoffs and punt returns where he's taking it to the house too so yeah you don't even have to touch the ball on offense for them to yeah. score yeah. so yeah I, points are not going to be a problem for Lawton Bronson this year it's going to be the defense and stopping the, the uh the opposition I mean we we talk about it all the time in, in football hey, if the defense gives up 60 points we need the offense to score 61 yeah and that's yeah. just going to be kind of the year that it is for Lawton Bronson this year it's going to be a lot of high flying action uh, going to be exciting to watch and you know, you look at the district, and 
the two predominant teams that have been in this district lose a ton of seniors. They do, they do. Uh, in West Sioux and OABCIG. I mean, if yeah. you want to talk a little bit about them, and, you know, it's going to be a lot of new faces for, for both teams that are normally at the top of this district and at the top of the state in this level. Yeah, younger rosters, um, but veteran coaching staff. So they'll make a lot of progress once they get to camp and get everything installed, but they'll get better as the season goes on, whereas last year's teams, and in both cases, I think just – they hit the ground running, you know. I mean, you have that much experience. Those kids have played a lot of snaps of football, and, you know, you just get a cleaner game out of it earlier in the season. And, you know, you can't replace experience, man. Game experience is uh, everything that it is. Yeah, and you talk about – so West Sioux has got that winning culture up mm -hmm. in Hayward, and they lose – I almost 80% of their tackling on defense, that's going to be a huge get. You get another Lynott kid coming up, there's another Wiggins kid. Yeah. You know, it seems good like kind of good a, little bit of a, a little bit of a factory in there. But, yes, you have there's a severe underclassman. Mm -hmm. West U, I still think, produces a really good offensive line. They have good yeah. size. Yeah. Um, the they should Clayton Grader. Um, who went on to play collegiately. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a few other kids inside, too. And well. and it, it obviously hurts when you take away two very dynamic players on offense at running back and yeah. wide receiver. Then you take away your, your signal caller and Wiggins. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit different. But West Sioux mm -hmm. is – they don't care who they line up against. Mm -hmm. They're going to air the ball out. They're going to try to outscore you. So I think the, the recipe for success is still there. You just got to plug in some new guys that got some, you know, reps in JV, some reps in, in um, you know, practice, being the, uh, the the decoy squad or whatever you will. And those guys are going to have to really step up. And the same thing for OABCIG. You lose, uh, you know, Becky, who had an outstanding year. Yeah, they had a great, a great up, yeah. upset win um, to move on into the, the playoffs. And, yep. you know, now this team gets replaced by, you know, there's another DeGene, but he's only going to be a freshman. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot different for OABCIG. You know, they also lose. You know, they're starting are not only their their passing leader, but their two top rushing leaders, if not top three. You know, you lose that on the defensive side as well, and their schedule's difficult too. Yeah. Esterville Lincoln Central to yeah. start the season, they have to play West Lion at West Lion. You know, they have a game against West Sioux, who we just talked about. Lawton Bronson to end their season. You know, OABCIG is going to have a tough schedule as well, especially with losing all their seniors. And the one main thing, psychologically, I'm looking at this and going, um, you know, in the case of OABCIG and West Sioux, they're the hunter that all of a sudden they become the hunted. You know, it's a little bit different role for them due to the fact that they have a younger roster. So um, be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, that district one's kind of, I think this year, really up for grabs because you have MVAO, COU, OABCIG, Ridgeview, who now throws their hat in the ring, Lawton, the newcomer, you know, mm -hmm. that we talked mm -hmm. about can score on offense, needs to work some, some stuff on defense. Yep. West Sioux, Hinton, who had a really good year last year, they do lose a lot of their um, their senior class. Bo DeRocher was a heck of a running back. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be, be that's gonna be tough for them to replace. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's – as even as it has been in, in the past couple of years to where we really don't know who's going to win this conference. And, yeah. and the, at the end of the year, if it's West Sioux or OABCIG, we're not going to be surprised. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be a little bit of a, of a different to where I think that the, the games now in the mid part of September 
mean a lot more than what they did before because one of these teams could drop a game and still go only have one loss in the year. Now yeah. it's going to be a lot more parity in this class Agreed. to where the September games mean just as much as the game, the first game in August, and just as much as that October 13th game when yeah. you finish out the season. It's going to be a really good uh, play in District 1A, uh, District 1 in District 1A yep. uh, for that. Uh, should be should be good to, to go there. Move up to Class 2A and um, some restructuring here. And, you know, you lose and you win state. Yep. In Central Line, George Little Rock, and you lose yeah. uh, a heck of a player in Lutmer. Zach Lutmer, yeah. Still. But you do return one of the better receivers, I think, not only in just Class 2A, but in, in cool. I would say, most of the state. Yeah, I, I'm really high on uh, Reese Vanderzee. I think he's an excellent athlete, extremely explosive. And if they can find somebody to get him the ball like Zach Lutmer was able to last fall, he'll have a huge season. And then a kid that I really like that's a workhorse in the backfield is Graham Eben, uh, coach's son, running back and also plays cornerback on defense. So um, they've, they've, the lineage and culture, obviously up there, it's there. So if they can plug in some of these younger guys and get production out of them, um, you know, they'll have a say in the postseason as well. Oh, I, I think definitely. And their, and their schedule, if you look at it this yeah, year. Yeah, mention the schedule. Um, yeah. At MOC to their second game in, you play a team that's a little bit higher up, uh, you know, a class up. You play West Sioux again, who they kind of ran over a little bit last year. Again, mm -hmm. we talked about how West Sioux is depleted. I think they can can control that game. At Sheldon, at Cherokee, Unity Christian, at uh, Hull Western Christian, those games I feel like are attainable to take. And then you have the Beef Bowl at the end of the year. Yeah. At home against West Lyon, a game that last year was – close for maybe a quarter or two mm -hmm. and then got away from from West Lyon if they can keep the the pace and going on that I think Central Lyon even with the loss of Lutmer at quarterback can run the table in, in their their uh, eight games I think they can go eight no get a favorable spot um, it's just going to be the newcomer at quarterback and then I mean, you lose Lutmer on the defensive side too that's huge yeah so you covered a lot of ground. If you there. can, if you can get that production out of these younger classmen, uh, and and be able to provide an offense to where, even if if you know for a lot of the time, if Vanderzee has to be just a guy that runs off guys in coverage, yeah, so be it. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get his one on one matchups, and you got to just trust that he's going to get those one on one balls. Mm -hmm. But Central Lion has a, a schedule that positions themselves with where the teams that were within a shot last year got, I would say, didn't get worse, but didn't improve as much as they needed to, to where I think Central Lion can run the table again. Now once they get down to the state tournament up in uh, up at UNI, that might be a little bit different story uh, because you don't have Zach at quarterback. But still, I think, going to be a really good year out of Central Lion. And, uh, you know, that Central Lion-West Lion game is going to be one that yeah, everyone has one, circled man. on yeah, the calendar anyways. For sure. It's it's kind of like moving the way of the college rivalries to the end of the season, you yeah. know, so that's kind it's of the, It's cool. the Iowa-Nebraska game at yeah, the end yeah. of the season. It's yeah. what everyone looks exactly. forward to, absolutely. Yeah, so West Lyon, um, they return a couple key kids here uh, that I really like. Running back Tate Hoff, um, he'll be back this fall. And uh, linebacker Jackson Heiser, um, 48 tackles, seven tackles for loss, which was second on the team. Uh, a couple of real great kids, linchpin kids. Um, they'll be back to uh, 
for the efforts of uh, West Lyon. And they look to make that Beef Bowl a lot closer than it yeah, was last definitely. year. I think they kind of got uh, punched in the mouth a little bit. I'm almost probably embarrassed last year. Yeah. Um, just because, I mean, Lutmer and, and – He's a handful. Lutmer's well, yeah. a handful. It, it, was, it yeah. was hard to for yeah. them to – to be able to guard, but I think you know this year the the beef bowl is going to be everything that that people expect it to be. Yeah. It'll be kind of like a slug out like the Iowa Nebraska game was the yeah. last couple of years, yep. and should should be a good one for sure. Mm-hmm. Moving up into Class Three A, which I think last year was really just uh, it was a headache. Yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, teams couldn't figure out where they wanted to be. Yeah. You had uh, the the Sioux Center uh, against MOC game, which I thought you know. At Sioux Center ended up winning, but that game was ugly. Just not yeah. a lot of good yeah. offense. Just nothing. No one in District One wanted to win the conference. I wanted to win the district. Like mm-hmm. I, you just didn't have anyone that just wanted it more. Took hold of it. Yeah. Usually, you know, in the, in the years past with with mm-hmm. Smith at Sergeant Bluff, mm-hmm. they they took hold of it and were fine. Last year they had the hiccup. You know, Heelan was competitive for three or four games and then kind of tailed mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Boyden Hall wasn't the same team that they were. This year, I think, is the exact same. I don't know who's going to come out of the conference on top. Mm-hmm. If I had to choose right now, it would be a Sioux Center MLC team again. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you look at Sergeant Bluff, we talk about it like a lot of these other teams. Lustane, huge senior class. They return a really good running back, mm-hmm. who I think will be probably uh, the best running back in this district, in, in Xavier and Ellington. But besides that, we're not. We're, there's question marks at quarterback. Yeah. There's question marks on in the trenches of offense, defensive line, and you're getting up into classes where I'm not saying that he could do it all by himself in class A or one A, but you can't win it with just one guy in these classes no, anymore. You can't. No. So Sergeant Bluff, uh, you know, they start off their season against Lamar's, a, a game that they dropped last year. Uh, I think they're they're big games. At Harlan's going to be tough. Harlan's yeah. going to be just yeah. a juggernaut again. Um, could be another, again, a favorite to win their yeah. 50th or whatever uh, state title. I think they're, they're big games. They, the healing games at Sergeant Bluff, second to last game of the year, yeah. that could have district uh, implications on it. Um, that would be a good one for me to circle. It's obviously a home game. You know, mm-hmm. the Healand fans travel extremely well. Um, and then obviously Sergeant Bluff, that's a rivalry game. They're going to make sure that it's, uh, that it's a packed house. And then you flip over to the Healand side. Healand, the team we talked about last year, where started off slow, gained momentum, and mm-hmm. then fizzled out again. Mm-hmm. This team returns their quarterback. Yeah. One of their leading receivers. Yeah. And some other key components to the that that'll be seniors are running and back juniors. favors who just visited Kansas State. I mean, they they got some dudes, man. And they have to put. I think for for me for heel, they have to put all of it together. Yeah, because you can have your, um, you know, you talk about your specialists that are that are good. If if we don't have an offensive line that blocks mm-hmm. for our quarterback and our mm-hmm. running back. You know we're not going to be successful, and the same yeah. thing on the defensive side. If we they can't stop the run, mm-hmm. and you know create a, a front, the other teams are going to go all over us, walk all over us. We talked about it with like the, a team in the likes of Lawton Bronson. Yeah, they can score, mm-hmm. but if they can't stop anyone, yeah. you know what 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 are they going to do? Now Heelan last year kind of started to to learn how to score, and that helped them out on the defensive side. You saw in the games they won. The other thing I look at with Heelan is, you know, new coaching staff last year, new implementation of offense and defense. I'm sure 
there was quite a bit of adjustment going on there. It's not going to be an overnight fix, and they knew right. that yeah. coming in. Yeah, so I, I, I look for them to be a little bit more solid and buttoned up on both sides of the football um, this fall. They're in, I, I like their, their home games to me uh, intrigue me. So they have uh, five games on the road and four games at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kemper Catholic at home, I think, to start the year is a great start for Bishop yeah. yeah. They have Sioux City East at home, which – you know, in in the Sioux City area, is it really a home or away game? Don't yeah. know. Yeah. Having that game third game of the year is huge for them, though. Yeah. Get their feet underneath yeah. them. Yeah. Um, at West, at Sioux Center, I think both mm-hmm. are winnable games. Carroll mm-hmm. and Boyden Hall, getting them at home is huge. Right. And then Sergeant Bluff and MOC both on the road to end the season. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Bluff's just, you know, a 10-minute, 15-minute drive. MOC's probably a 30-minute drive. Still close yeah. in, in where I, I would hate to have, like, a Carroll – or uh, the Kemper Catholic game, which you have both at home on the road later in the year. Right. Um, you don't want to take those longer road trips with guys banged up and stuff like that. So schedule-wise, really favorable for, Sar- yeah. uh, for Sergeant Bluff and for Bishop Heelan. Mm-hmm. Um, I like their, their home games a lot. And I think if you can handle your business at home, yep. steal a couple on the road, which is what every team wants to do all the time, yep. you're going to put yourself in a really good position to, to be in contend contentionship with MOC and Sioux Center for for a playoff spot because both teams you know a little sour taste in their mouth from last year not making the playoffs and I know both teams going into the season thought that they had a a shot to make it so now it's uh the time this year to to right some wrongs and make your way into the playoffs yep I agree Moving on to 4A, the new 4A team in Sioux City West you know we're looking at their their schedule and they lose everybody. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. lose everyone. That senior class was was a linchpin to this 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 Sioux City West team and and, and multiple sports. Mm-hmm. So for for them to have new identities and new faces on almost every side of the ball, and then you throw the schedule that they have, man, Sioux City West might have got the worst break I think of everyone. They. Yeah. At Council Bluffs, Abraham Lincoln, to start the year, they have to go to South Sioux, who improved. They get to play on their new field. Yeah. At yeah. Sergeant Bluff, against Heelan, Storm Lake, at Lamar's, versus Spencer, Fort Dodge, and then at Denison slash Week. I'm not saying that there's not a win on that schedule. This, looking at the schedule right now and with what the roster they return, none of those games look like a surefire win to me. No. No, and, a, and that's the that's the toughest thing. You get thrown into a new new conference, new district, and, and new class, and yeah. everything everything's piled against Sioux City West. So it's really going to be these young kids that played a lot of JV ball last year. This is going to be a rebuilding year. Yeah. If you can get a couple wins and some stain some some momentum going into your next year, great. And if you're able to, to even – I mean, if they could get to 500 with this schedule, I would be more than impressed. Yeah. I mean, this is a team last year that with all the seniors, they had won three games. Yep. So if you can even win three games out of this schedule after losing everyone, mm-hmm. I, I chalk it up as a win. Now, obviously, you know, if you're, if you're cheering for Sioux City West, you want to make the playoffs. You want to be a good enough team to make the playoffs. Yeah. you got to take baby steps at this point. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, one foot in front of the other, and, uh, you know, you got to get 1% better every day. The more reps, the better. Um, and then uh, Lamar's you had spoke about. Um, Coach Vigdahl at Lamar's doing a great job, very Lamar's quietly up there. They're going to be good. 
Um, made the playoffs return, last year. Yeah, return quarterback Tegan Castle, um, running back slash wide receiver Bo Waddell. Um, I like this team. I like the way he coaches them. He's very active and engaging with them in the offseason, too. I just His culture is established, and I like, I like what he's doing. And the, the main thing for me is all of the higher-class teams they play, either in 4A or 5A, are at home. There you go. They play all their 3A competition or lower, like your Sergeant Bluffs, your Boyden Halls, mm-hmm. um, on the road. So play to the level of your competition, if not better. Win at home against those big games that are going to matter yeah. in district yep. play, and the chips fall into your hands. Yeah, I, I think Lamar's got a great schedule. Um, you know, they, they play on the road, you know, more than they're playing at home. But What's their open, man? They play at Sergeant Bluff, and okay. that was the game okay. last year where, yeah. you know. It's a tight game, man. Close yeah. game. They yeah. end up squeaking out at home. If they can – win that one to start their momentum. Mm-hmm. They got a tough Sioux City North team at home. And then we have the uh, the Boyden Hall team on the road, which last year took a, a nosedive. Yeah. But this year, if they're back up again, you can go and start the season. If you were to start 3-0, and I think that's the best-case scenario for Lamar's to start the year. Yeah, very true. Final two teams in, in 4A, two different groups. Group 1 has – or 5A, excuse me. Uh, group 1 has Sioux City North Group 2 – has Sioux City East. Looking at the schedule uh, for, for Sioux City North, I like the schedule for North more than I like the schedule for East. Uh, it's more favorable, I think, for Sioux City North with playing a couple of these agree. these teams. Yeah. They open at South Sioux City. I mm-hmm. think the big game for them, uh, for North, is their first home game is against Waukee, a yeah. game they can't drop. And then, obviously, um, a huge game at on the road, Two of them, excuse me, at Urbandale and at Dowling Catholic. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, North coming off a five and four season, uh, six and three the previous season, they're starting to mount some success here and momentum. Uh, Dayton Harrell um, has just been amazing this this off season at uh, these uh, prep red zone camps. Seneca Wallace had a camp. He was MVP at both camps, and uh, he's just taken his game to another level. You got uh, DeMarco Young, who's dangerous out of the backfield at running back. Um, and you got a solid linebacker, Braden McLean, that returns um, there for North. And, uh, you know, four or five starters uh, returning the offensive line up front. So, bodes well for North. But, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Sioux City East, man, um, tough schedule, Mitch. Real tough schedule. And, you know, we've been talking about teams that are missing pieces or graduation hit hard. Graduation hit really hard at, at Sioux City East. It's going to be a uh, – I think, uh, honestly, for, for Sioux City East, it's a rebuilding year. I, yeah. it, it almost has yeah. to be. With, with Coach Winkleplek, you have to kind of sit back and look. You go to Glenwood, which a game they kind of handled last year. Mm-hmm. Glenwood returned some good starters. It's on the road again. Um, you already played them the first time on the road. First games of the season are always more difficult than not, yeah. and you have to go on the road again down, uh, you know, I-29, down to Glenwood and play a game. If you end up going down there and getting a win like you did last year, great, starts to build your momentum. Sergeant Bluff comes to town with, you know, some revenge on their mind. Again, they're not the same Sergeant Bluff team that has been before. And you have to go to the rivalry game in Sioux City and Bishop Heelan versus Sioux City East, then you're at North, which again, not yeah. a technically a road game, but you right. play you're the away team. 
And then the schedule gets really difficult. Yeah. Southeast Polk against mm-hmm. a, a team that yeah. won the state title last year. Mm-hmm. Council Bluffs Abraham Lincoln at Des Moines Lincoln. That's never a fun drive to go all the way down to Des Moines. Then you have to turn around and go to Ames last year. <laughs> Granted, luckily they graduated Dallas Saucer, but they still have some key players at Ames. And then you go at home, your last game against Johnston. Sioux City East, for me, to be where they were at last year, if not better, they have to win their first four games. They have to beat Glenwood, Sergeant Bluff, Heelan, and North in order to sustain because uh, their their back half of their schedule is loaded. Yeah. And the biggest thing for Winkle Pleck and company is to get a young team, and I'm not going to say immature, but like a young team that's not matured enough in, mm-hmm. the, in the playing varsity football – Get those four wins, gain some momentum, gain, you know, get be humbled a little bit, but gain some momentum going into these games where, hey, we have to put our chin strap on extra tight because we're going to get hit hard in these games. And I think, you know, if they can start off 4-0, Southeast Polk's going to be a tough game. I think they do drop that one. But if you could get to the Council Bluffs-Abraham Lincoln game with only one loss, I, you got a fighter's chance in this in this group. Yeah, and uh... – East returns a couple um, real nice prospects, uh, Keegan Augustine at defensive end, and then uh, one of the better offensive tackles here in, in the Siouxland area, and Luke Vanderweede, uh, senior offensive tackle. He'll be the bell cow up front um, for the offensive line for East. But I, I look at East's schedule, and, you know, I'm, I don't know, man. I mean, I just – they lost so many things on offense – um, and I'm not sure who's going to pull the trigger at quarterback yet. So, remains to be seen. Um, uh, Coach Winkleplack got his uh, culture established last year. The kids responded, um, but a majority of those kids have graduated. Several of them uh, gained residence, continue to live in the Morningside area, and play football for the Morningside Mustangs. But, uh, yeah, a lot of change at East roster-wise. Uh, be a fun one to watch this fall. Yeah, it'll be a fun to watch. You know, all the teams we talked about too. Yeah. You know, not just Sioux City East and you know how how it rat, um, comes out. But you know, I think a lot of these teams are poised to improve from last year. Yep. Um, I, I see more progression than regression in, in a lot of these teams, and it's going to be nice to see these sophomores and juniors from last year make the leap and, and yeah. carry the torch that a lot of these yep. teams have had. It'd be nice to have competitive football I think last yeah. year there are a lot of teams that were normally competitive and in, in, you know played deeper into the state tournament we talked about this off air and your class five four and three a almost had like an off year I yeah. want to see them back again yeah. as well as the teams in in class a class 1a and class 2a um, that had made the state tournament as well I want to see representation from the Siouxland area and Class A all the way through Class 5A, I think that'd be a great thing to see. Um, you know, especially because we know the talent around here is, yeah. is getting is yeah. getting to the point where it's good enough. We you know we've seen it in seven on seven camps. We've seen it, right. you know, in different AAU tournaments and stuff like that. Time to put up or shut up and put your your talent and your your game film uh, to use and go out and win some football games. Um, you know, it's we're we're talking in in early April or early mid-April about yeah. what we're going to see in the boys of fall. But I'm, I'm really excited. And, you know, this was a nice little treat to have the, the schedule yeah, drops I, right I love this that time. It, I love that it came out today. And it's fun talking about it. And, I mean, we got a lot of good 
basketball players and stuff that, you know, normally it looks like a group that, you know, there's several kids that are going to contribute at the NAIA level. Um, in football, it's interesting because if you take a close look here, you've, you've got at least a dozen um, prospects, in my mind, here in the Siouxland area. So it's going to be fun to feature them and their continued growth and, and maturation in the program that they're in. So appreciate everybody listening, listening to us today. Uh, I'd like to thank Primetime Steak and Chop House over there in Hinton uh, for sponsoring our segment. And for Mitch McCumber, I'm Marty Millard. Have a great weekend.